Coming up next on Rugby Wrap-Up, Brian Ray of America's Rugby News and Matt McCarthy talk Major League Rugby. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by The Balanced Palette, Nutrition for Peak Performance, and The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street, the world's best rugby pub. everybody, and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy at the Fantasy Sports Network, Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan, New York City, talking rugby, and we have some major league rugby talk for you again. And why not have Mr. Canada, Mr. Halifax, Brian Ray of America's Rugby News on the horn with us. My friend, are you up there in the Great White North? Can you hear us? I can hear you loud and clear, Mr. McCarthy. Great to be back after a week off to recover and a few days spent in Toronto there. Got some new merchandise right here, too. Oh, yeah. We got a little uh, swag on the set, new swag. We got some stuff from the uh, New England Free Jacks, so we're sporting that. We'll we'll get something from Old Glory. And every other team out there, the stuff that's on the set is stuff that's been given to us, so fire away. But in the meantime, uh, are you tan? Am I tan? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, I've been living in a cave for a bit, but I'm not that tan. Maybe, you know, All right. a little bit like, of color in here. But whatever, Whatever's happening up there, it, it's working for you because you look like you got <laughs> It might be the monitors down here. I don't know. But you look good anyway. Speaking of looking good, let's get into the Major League Rugby weekend. That was because it was exceptional again. Uh, a lot of good stuff going on. Some upsets, uh, some tight matches, and some... No, not so tight matches, but San Diego and Utah. Why don't you walk us through that one? Yeah, that was an exciting game at uh, Zions Bank Stadium. Uh, you know, I think most people predicted San Diego were going to win that. Certainly the favorites, the league leaders going in. And uh, they never really looked like losing, but, you know, credit to the Warriors. They stuck in it right at the end. John Cullen got that nice uh, run through for the score and just put up that little hint of doubt. But then Mike Teo uh, saves the day, the intercept try, just to end the game there. Um, yeah, again, San Diego probably were never going to lose that. But uh, it was a little bit more competitive maybe than, than maybe some people thought. But, uh, you know, note San Diego missing a few guys. Joe Peterson, uh, obviously, uh, Ryan Matias, Dylan Oddsley out for the season. So, uh, you know, good game, entertaining. Fans got uh, what they came to see. So, uh, yeah, fun game. A key loss of Dylan Oddsley, perhaps, for San Diego, Ryan. Yeah, uh, you know, he blew out his knee. Just had surgery on that, so that is a loss for them. But again, they showed their depth. They had uh, Connor Kearns. Uh, he played midfield last week. Uh, he played midfield again beside J.P. Duplessis. Uh, I'm not sure what the status on Ryan Matias is yet, but they've got some guys in there. Even Nick uh, Lupian on the bench has stepped in and done well when he's been called on. So, you know, I wouldn't be super concerned. Hey, they got Will Holder in there. They just had him as well. Dino Waldron uh, was a late signing. Of course, he's not a center, but he came in, uh, filled two positions in the front row. So, uh, I wouldn't be too concerned. Um, you know, he's a loss, but they've got great depth in that back line, so they'll be all right. Yeah, uh, Connor Kearns, of course. Connor Kearns, of course, the Irish captain of Oxford when he was over there. So he's he's no stranger to tough competition in rugby. Uh, then you had, what was it, the big upset of the weekend, I would say. The, tip, the tipping of the apple cart, in a sense. The Houston Sabercats showing some fangs, showing some teeth. And going into NOLA, no less, and getting that win. 
Yeah, who saw uh, this one coming? Certainly the upset of the weekend, if not the upset of the season. I think it probably was the upset of the season. Nola coming in just a point behind San Diego. I think uh, the experts panel was unanimous in picking Nola for that one. How are they going to lose at home? Well, we saw that they did. Uh, you have to say, uh, incredible job done by Houston uh, under the interim leadership of Paul Emmerich. The defense in particular in that second half was excellent. Um, and the, you have to say, it, it, the, 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 the tries that they scored, they scored three tries on Nola. All of them were just a little bit soft, I thought. Um, you know, Windsor's first, the defense just not marking him at all. Arada just sneaking in on the post, no defense covering there. And then the, uh, the third tray, Alejandro Nieto, the Uruguayan, just going straight through the midfield. And you just kind of wonder, you know, Noel have had a similar lineup all season. And, you know, they've had a bit of rotation here and there. But are they getting just a little bit tired here at the business end of a long season? You know, they've lost two in a row. So maybe just some questions to be asked of them. Uh, I think they got to uh, lift themselves up for these last couple games and the playoffs. But, uh, hey, great job and, and kudos to Houston. Um, you know, really nice to see them get the win. Brian, this is all about me tuning my own horn, as you've guessed uh, repeatedly here on the show. But, but I did say... Uh, that I thought Houston out of the bottom teams would be the one to be able to knock somebody off or maybe play spoiler. And I said that to James English and, and Adrian Balfour. Check that, that episode out. But Houston definitely has a little vibe going on there. We have Paul Emmerich on the show with us this week as well. But, again, after that game against New York, I saw the guys, the looks in their eyes. They had game in their eyes. They weren't hanging their heads. And you know, they, they've got some players on that roster, so they might surprise some people going forward. But moving ahead, the Glendale Raptors scored 36 points at their fortress and lost. They, they, they surrendered 53 points. Who saw that coming? Yeah, I certainly didn't. I thought this was going to be pretty razor thin. Uh, I, I picked Seattle almost on a coin toss decision, although looking at the lineups afterwards, I was pretty pleased that I did. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is the first time that Glendale have ever lost at Infinity Park, so that was a big call going in. Uh, Seattle just too powerful. Hey, it was neck and neck at halftime. It's the second half. We saw the strength of the of the Seattle bench. They picked up, you know, Samu Manoa, Jeff Hasler, <laughs> and Jake Ilnicki all coming off the bench. I mean, these guys are easy starting quality in this league. So to have that kind of and and Phil Mack, I mean, he came off the bench. We kind of forgot that he did, but he was in uh, like just a couple minutes in. Ben Sima got trampled by John Ryberg. Uh, no shame there. He does that to everybody. But uh, he comes. Phil Mack comes in, steers the ship. J.P. Smith goes to 10. They don't miss a beat. Uh, really good performance in that second half from Seattle. They are a dangerous team moving into these uh, semifinals. You, you brought up Ryberg. He is instantly one of my favorite players in the league. He is just so he is so much fun to watch, specifically when he's bearing down on a would-be tackler that's on the wing, and they're just like, it's like tackling a speeding piano, right? And he's just, he's just fun to watch, but... Brock Stoller and Matt Turner hooking up on that long end-to-end -end try, you know, give and go, and all these guys, lots of offense. The high altitude didn't bother them. It was high octane in the high altitude. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that was maybe a question. We've seen Seattle struggle a bit on the road. Certainly in Toronto, they fell, you know, woefully flat, but 
didn't affect them at all this time. So whatever their preparations were, they got it right uh, absolutely when it counts. So, yeah, like I said, they just look at, they're an intimidating side. They've got so much depth in the forwards, uh, quality backs, you know, guys, George Barton stepping up this season and just bashing guys. And a shout out to uh, the young Canadian flanker, Nakai Penny, who's just been uh, growing in every match that I've seen him. Mean, he was he was impressive as well, putting loads of tackles. Uh, really good team. I'm, I'm impressed with the Seattle team. They look like the champion side we saw last year. Is Penny's success this year due to, directly to his hair color? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It has a few of those uh, glazed uh, hairstyles this year. Of course, we saw Matt Turner with that last year. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's the secret of his success. I think, I think Turner had it this year. That's why he shaved the head after his, his penance or his kangaroo court term sentence was over. You know, whatever infraction. Because that's what they were doing up there. Richie Walker, of course, had his nails painted. But that was a different story. <laughs> anyway, then we had the other match. The one here in Coney Island in Brooklyn. How you doing? It was the long the the Lone Star State versus the Empire State, Austin coming into town versus Rooney the Roosters, and New York took care of business. It was uh, it was a sloppy match. There were some players rested on the part of New York, but then there were also some injuries across the board because they're they're getting banged up. And Austin was I gotta say completely in disarray. They changed the starting lineup or the match day lineup minutes before. We didn't get the info in the booth. I get it. You know, you're, 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 you're struggling, you're scrapping, you're trying to do whatever you can. But then we had our one of our favorites again, Andrew Suniula, the team manager, coming in at fly half wearing number 12. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of hard to win a game when you've got a fullback playing scrum half. And uh, you had Aguirre as center kind of switching between fly half and center. And, and you had a guy who was supposed to be wearing a clipboard scoring the only try in the game. You're not going to win a professional rugby game with that kind of setup. So, you know, not much to say for Austin. <laughs> you, you were there doing the play-by-play. You know exactly what went on. Uh, I will say for New York, you know, the match was a little bit of a snoozer at times. Uh, I thought they drifted out for about, you know, a good 40 minutes where they just didn't look sharp. And, uh, again, we're saying New York had done just enough. I think they need to get out of this just enough mode. And uh, it's, I don't think that's going to be enough heading into this, uh, these last few games. So they need to find another gear pretty quick because they got, I think, a decisive match coming up with Toronto in a couple weeks. Yeah, it doesn't get easier for New York. But the thing about that for them is the health. Who's going to be healthy? Who's not going to be healthy? It looks like they're getting a bunch of their key players, their key components back next week. We're looking on that, and they're facing NOLA at home. So that should be an entirely different match. NOLA coming off the loss. New York getting their bodies back. This could be a track meet and something to watch for everybody out there as well. But, Brian, we have history here being made in Major League Rugby. We have two tries scored by two of the oldest players in the league. Combined, it has to be the oldest Combination of players scoring in Mike Petrie and Andrew Suniola. If you had told me before the season that we'd be watching a game at the end of the season with Andrew Suniola and Mike Petrie scoring tries, jeez, uh, I don't know what I would have said, but I would have done a lot of laughing, I'll tell you. Uh, credit to those guys for uh, staying in the incredible shape that they have been. And, you know, they've, they've been no slouches this year. They've been keeping the pace with everybody. So, yeah, not much to say there except well done to the old fellas. Absolutely. 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 But on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Major League Rugby talk, including predictions with Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News. Stay with us. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub. 
The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. Hey, everybody, we're back. Matt McCarthy and Brian Ray of America's Rugby News talking Major League Rugby. Brian, of course, you are up in Halifax, and that might that might change how you think and, and, and make predictions because what's your record right now? What Did you, did you follow it with another perfect weekend? Uh, I didn't get it right because obviously I didn't pick Houston, but otherwise I did okay. But the Houston one definitely threw me off. I think I threw everyone off, so I don't feel so bad about that one. Yeah, it it definitely threw all of us off on that expert panel. None of us saw that coming. But let's talk about what's ahead of us. We have the Texas Derby or the Texas Tango with Houston and Austin playing. This is a tough one to call, but I, I, after seeing those two teams the last two weeks in New York, I got Sabercats by 12 points. Yeah, that sounds about uh, right to me. A couple weeks ago, you know, two, three weeks ago, I, I might have said it would be closer. But now after this performance and the way that uh, Houston looks a little bit more collected, going to go with Houston just about the same 12, 15 points, something like that. And again, we have that interview with Paul Emmerich after his first win in Major League Rugby. So they got a good thing going on there. And it's a, it's a good thing for them going into the offseason to have some positivity. Yeah, absolutely. They brought in Darren Morris as a forwards coach as well. I know he's highly rated down there. So, uh, yeah, all good things to say about Houston at the right end of the season. So, you know, definitely some hope. They got that new stadium. We'll see how that holds up. That's where they're going to be this weekend, I believe, Uh, even though the grand opening is scheduled for afterwards. Figure that one out. But, uh, yeah, good stuff to say for Houston. Good to see because they really are, as you said, there's too much talent there uh, for them not to be doing better than they are. Darren Morris, legendary Welsh prop, a great pickup there. Great, great player, great guy, great pickup. Okay, you got Nola and Rooney. I'll let you take this one first. (laughs) I knew you were going to do that. Well, I know where you're going with this one, I think. Uh, I'm going to go with Nola. They've lost two in a row. I just can't see a a team with that much quality dropping three. I think this is going to be really – this is the one I'm probably most interested, which is a little – Kind of strange considering there's a Toronto match this weekend, but I'm pretty interested to see the result in this one. Um, I, I think New York can can speed up uh, their game a bit, and we'll see what kind of bodies are, they're bringing to the show. But uh, I'm going to go with Nola on the road in a squeaker, maybe by three points. Yeah, I'm going to go against you on this one. I, I think <laughs> New York is going to come back strong this week with their guys healthy. I was on the team bus with them coming back. Uh, from the match on Sunday, they are really looking forward to this 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 game, and they had a good training on Thursday, despite the fact that it was a little bit flat on on S- Sunday. You were right; it was a game of stops and starts and some unforced errors on both sides, and uh, I think that's going to be in the rearview mirror. I think there's going to be a solid, exciting match coming between New Orleans. And Rooney, and I think it's going to be a squeaker. I do. But I think Rooney is going to put it together enough to win this match. Well, yeah, again, it's hard to argue with that. It's probably a coin toss decision for me. Um, You know, again, I'm interested to see who they bring back. If Cajal Marsh is fit to go, that's a big help. Uh, They didn't start Ben Foden against Austin. Of course, they could go with him as well. See who else they've got. Mark O'Keefe came off early, so we'll see if he's ready to go. Ross Deacon, they're missing him. Uh, So lots of guys that can come in. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm just looking forward to that. It's a a big contest uh, right at the end of the season. And, And Rooney needs this one. They got a lot on the line. 
every team needs their wins at this point, specifically if you're trying to get into the playoffs. It kind of sucks that Glendale lost that match, and they're kind of out of this mix in a way. They could still kind of get in if they get a lot of help, but you still have five teams going for four spots, absolutely. And, you know, there is no daylight between them. And you did mention Toronto. We have Glendale playing Toronto. Yeah, this is another good match. But uh, as you say, the context has changed a little bit with Glendale's loss. Uh, they need some help elsewhere. Even if they win this one, I think realistically they're they're probably out of it. Um, they can still play spoilers. They'll still want it. They got a lot of pride. You can't have guys like Sean Davies in that side, and you know the old warhorse Peter Dahl. Guys like that aren't gonna uh, just roll over and die. But Toronto's got some momentum. They won five in a row uh, at home. That's a that's a bit of a trip for Glendale. Toronto has always beaten them, I think, at home. Uh, any Glendale side. So I'm gonna go with. These guys right here, and I think I don't think it's going to be um, super close. I'm I'm going to say it's probably ten to twelve points. Um, yeah, I just think Toronto's kind of on a roll right now, and and they're going to get through. They've got playoffs on their mind, and and they've got enough momentum behind them to get this one done. Now, Brian, I I have a I have a theory that's going on here because some of the teams have been talking about the difficulty of travel into Toronto, and I'm wondering if the Toronto management gave the Border Patrol just a little bit more impetus <laughs> to make things as difficult as possible for teams coming in. Hey, we dropped off a couple boxes of those maple glazed uh, delights, a few extra coffees, a little wink and a nudge. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Certainly uh, this, you know, the eight-game road swing to end the season is helping them out a little bit. But, uh, hey, they had a tough start to the season, so it all evens out in the end. All right, interesting. But <laughs> I, 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 I kid. But anyway... Before we go, one final question for you. Who's your MVP of the league right now? Oh, that's a tough call. Um, I really like Joe Peterson from San Diego. He's been uh, really a classy player for them. Now, they did win without him in the weekend, but uh, I, I just think it uh, for what he's given them, uh, all season running, kicking, just his commanding presence out there, I think um, – He's pretty close. And, and just where San Diego is, they're at the top of the charts. So I think you've got to give a lot of credit to Peterson. Not a bad pick. And I'm going to take a lot of heat for my pick. And it's, uh, you know, I, everybody's going to scream Homer, 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 but I don't care. Mike Petrie. Where would Rooney be without Mike Petrie right now? A guy that's got a full-time job, two daughters, retired basically from professional rugby or international rugby after the Rugby World Cup. Made a couple of appearances, had a couple of call, cups of coffee, and then started playing with Rooney last year kind of reluctantly. Now he, here he is, front and center, captain of this team. Where would they be without him? Yeah, and and not just, uh, you know, that he's been there and in the leadership. I mean, the guy's playing 80 minutes at, what is he, 35 years old now? He's been out of rugby for a couple of years. Uh, that's pretty impressive. So that's not a bad shout. Uh, Mike's been absolutely uh, central to that team this year, um, you know. I'm still going to lean towards Peterson, but I'd be happy with uh, Mike in, in the mix, certainly, as a nominee. All right, so we're running out of time. Last match, Seattle, Utah. Yeah, you got to go with the Sea Wolves, especially after that demolition uh, against Glendale and Seattle at home. You're not going to topple them there. Uh, you know, Utah will look to spoil it a bit, but uh, I think this is going to be a pretty convincing win for Seattle and uh, stamp their place into the semifinals. Seattle is in fuego right now, and you're right. They've got all those reinforcements, the new faces. They've also got Villy coming back. I mean, you know, this is an all-star. He was the MVP of the championship last year. 
he's coming back, and he's got the best hair in the league. Oh, uh, Vili T is one of my favorite players. I was crushed to see him injured so early in the season. So I'm very excited to see him back. Uh, interesting to see. Now they've got him and Nakai Penny uh, fighting for that open side slot as if they don't have enough depth as it is. So, uh, yeah, that's a great pickup for them. Really excited to see him return. Uh, what an exciting playoff series we have coming up. Yeah, and I just want to give a salute to Ali Khalifi and Peter Tiberio, who have been out injured and I know that they're missed by their teammates and they're missed by the fans. So hope you guys get better soon. On that note, I want to thank Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News for coming in again with some nuggets and some great stuff. Uh, Brian, thank you. Matt McCarthy for Rugby Wrap-Up here at the Fantasy Sports Network, Studio 34 in New York City. Signing off. <laughs>